Dave. Welcome back. Welcome back to the intro. I, I, I completely botched the intro last week. I'm very sorry. Uh, no, you know, I listened to it and I was like, I made so many good jokes. <laughs> you listen gone to now. They're lost. Back to your half. I did, I did consider yeah. trying to put like just <laughs> just improvise around what you'd said <laughs> oh that would have been great little game of you trying to remember what you yeah. said just like little actor's nightmare yeah. it's an actor's nightmare all right i'll podcast. do that for next week's episode i'll find some time this week just to go back over it because i have the audio and see what we could do and i'll dump it at the end of next week's episode <laughs> just for a little fun yeah although i don't think i actually made a, i don't think i actually made a lot of great jokes <laughs> uh but I'm excited to hear you yeah. try and make an intro out of it. That's going to be great. Uh, so, uh, well, but we are both here now for this this week's this. intro. And so far, I've been hearing wonderful things from people about these interviews. <laughs> They're really enjoying them. So thank you so much for enjoying these interviews. And please, you know, subscribe to the podcast. There'll be a lot more to come. And the best. give us a rating and a review and stuff. Share it with your friends, all of that. Yeah, word of mouth is uh, the best yeah, thing been... we, can, we can have here. So particularly in the improv community, just say, uh, you know, recommend it around and, and get people to listen. Uh, yeah, that's the best thing. Yeah, and of course, if you have any requests of people, find us and email us, please, or, or message us on Facebook or Twitter. Just let us know. That is because uh, we uh, we're reaching out. Yeah, to that is a fantastic idea. If if you think there's someone we should be talking to who uh, we don't know yet, uh, like Jill did with Shannon last week, um, bring them to our attention. We'd love to talk to them. Um, that yeah. that would be great. Um, uh, we like improv. We like improvisers. <laughs> we like talking to improvisers about improv. Like what can go uh, which is, is gonna what we're going to do again this week. Now I I'm very very, very excited about this week uh, because we have Kale Bain on. Uh, Kale is ex-Canadian mm-hmm. improviser who's been living in Sydney for uh, as long as I can remember. Um, I'm not sure. He'll, I'm sure he'll tell us when he goes over. But my thing is, is I actually think you two are cut from the same cloth. Uh, you're both amazing improvisers, very generous people, uh, super chilled. And uh, I have a feeling that the universe may implode if the two of you are in the same place at the same time. So... <laughs> this is testing well, that theory. Well, he is as close. I think he's as close as you can get to you and me together. Is is Kale because Canadian Australian yeah. improviser, talented, amazing person. Look at us. This is yeah, he's great. So uh, he's about to dial in. Uh, so he's heard none of these accolades until he listens back. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll just treat him like shit and, uh, and, <laughs> and hope uh, hope he can cope with it. Uh, but look, he's a lovely guy, an amazing improviser. He's one of the co-founders of It's Theatre in Sydney, uh, Impro Theatre Sydney. Uh, he is uh, absolutely wonderful. Uh, please enjoy our conversation with Kale Bain. Three, two, one, go. Recording. <laughs> you like how oh, I timed that so you had it, so we could hit it at the same. Yeah, okay. Three, two, one, go. Go. <laughs> Three, two, one, now. And uh, oh yeah, Kale, this is just a very conversational podcast, so feel free to just say whatever you want. Converse. Yeah, we got questions Converse. ready, but we don't need to ask you questions if you just want to talk. And uh, feel free to ask us questions. Talk. We just, we just. I want to talk about the death of the minor notes. That's what I want to talk about. <laughs> In music? Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. How do you find out who the session players are? I'm a session player nerd, and I okay. want to know who uh, the session players are. Don't play the butter notes. You uh, can't. You, you can't find that stuff out on Spotify. Can't you Google album covers now? Who? Why? Would, I want the. I want the. I want the book. 
I want to be able to read. I want to be able to read. That's Steve Gadd on drums. Are you a vinyl guy? Right, before I left Toronto, I had, I had like 4,700 records. And then wow. I gave them all to the Toronto Institute for the Enjoyment of Music. 4,700 records? I had a lot of records. That's a lot of records. I think that's more records a, than I've ever bought CDs, tapes, records, DVDs combined. I, Dave, I lived in the, the perfect time when CDs were coming in and people were like, I got all CDs. I don't, what do I need records for? And I'm like, you don't want your records? I'll take them. You know, you know who wants your records? This, this, this club. Did you just like wander around Kensington Market? Like, hey, anyone got your records? You, got, you getting rid of those records? <laughs> yeah, man, hey, hippie. Yeah, yeah, I'll take those records, you got, hippie. You got records? You got records? <laughs> yeah, man. I can oh, see right, you doing yeah. that. I can see you doing that. <laughs> just wandering around the street. Big beard. All these little, like, you guys, give me, give me your fucking records. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess Toronto was rough back then. Yeah, <laughs> back then when you were there, it was like a rough neighborhood. Now it's just it a was... bunch of really nice, friendly hippies. Kensington uh, yeah. Market, specifically. Yeah. I don't know the rest of Toronto. Kensington. I think, yeah, I love the way you guys is that say the only Toronto, you say Toronto. And yeah, there's yeah. a there's a pizza joint uh, near my house uh, that is Toronto Pizza. <laughs> it's spelled how, Toronto. How is it? Uh, T R O N. Yeah, T R O N O. Toronto. No, yeah. If yeah, you right. say the T, that's how people know you're not from Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, every time yeah. I drive past it, I think of the both of you. <laughs> uh, Dave's not even Toronto. from Toronto. I'm not from Toronto. I lived there for like a year or so. Mm-hmm. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I lived in Toronto for a we while. We should record this. Uh, we'll start soon <laughs> yeah i think we've started this is the show this, this has been we've been going for like a few minutes here. uh yeah no i lived in toronto for a year maybe back in 2002 2003 mm. i was in toronto in 2002 was that uh, so what was that oh, no i was moved? not you weren't there where were you you moved I was in Thunder Bay. I think I was finishing off my... No, no, no. Oh, no, I was in Thunder Bay. I lived in Thunder Bay. (laughs) What? Yeah, back in 90... Yeah, back in like 95, 94, 95. I was a kid. (laughs) Maybe even earlier than that now that I think about it. Probably more like 92, 93. I was living in Thunder Bay. Like you went to high school there. Uh, Elementary school. Oh, you are a young, young, young little thing. I'm 20. Um... uh, <laughs> Whoa, shit, man! <laughs> you gotta, you gotta moisturize and get into the sun, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, I lived in Thunder Bay. I lived in Thunder Bay, and I lived in Toronto. But you were in Thunder Bay when I was in Toronto, and then you were probably in Toronto when I was in Thunder Bay. I was. It's both of those are definitely true. Definitely true. Because uh, I went to uh, Lakehead. I I went to Lakehead University. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. I've cousin, never been to either of those places. <laughs> Some of my cousins. Thunder Bay is. Thunder, Thunder Bay, Bay sounds awesome. like an amazing place. I, I want to go there just because of it's, the name. It's not as amazing not. as it <laughs> It is. It is a great. I love that place. Um, uh, it is great for being in your late teens, early 20s and doing heaps of acid. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. It is. With the sleeping the giant, the sleeping That's giant it. watching over you, you know, and uh, that sounds yeah, like man. a nice place to visit. <laughs> <laughs> it is. 
a nice was, uh, visit for like three years in your late teens, yeah. early twenties. <laughs> was yeah, was the Hoi- the Hoito Hoito's still there? I assume. Uh, there. Oh my gosh, the Hoito! What a throwback! It's it's so gone Jason, now. It's closed. The Hoito closed. Did you know this? I have sad news. I did for not you, know yeah. that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's, the, what's up? That's it's an institution. I know it's so, so it's, sad, but it's nice that I, my Hoito mug is now worth lots of money. Yeah, what's, sure, what's a Hoito? Thunder Bay had the largest Finnish population outside of Finland. Okay. Um, and there is all these like Finnish cafeterias and little like community halls and heaps of saunas. <laughs> right. Like lots of like for how, how did the Finnish pronounce Thunder Bay? Probably called it like uh, I, I got nothing. I got Thunder Bay. They probably, they probably, probably just called it Thunder Bay. Why would they call it Thunder Bay? Yeah, what, what, what do you, you saying, think Jason? of the finish, Jason? <laughs> Thunder Bay. <laughs> Thunder Bay. Oh boy. Hoito. Just, they called it Hoito. We should, actually. We should Hoito is finished. Hoito is finished. We'll start soon. We'll start soon. We'll start. We should start the podcast soon. Yeah. How do the finish? go yeah, yeah. that's so, great you just lost a heap of your podcast audience right there by excluding the finish <laughs> our nordic uh, we're gonna get nordic yeah, your scandinavian your scandinavian crew just will fuck these guys no the finish will be mad but the swedish will love it they'll be like yeah fuck the swedish. yeah, yeah. So like, we're getting we're winning and losing at the same time yeah uh, so we miss each other. Like, what about us? So we just missed each other in Toronto, Tur- Tur- then, because I went there in like early two thousands and played it like Catch Twenty Three and stuff with Julie Dumay and all that. Oh yeah, so, I just spoke with Julie Dumay. Yeah, she's doing a she's doing oh, she's doing a workshop for Marg Haynes, Dave. For Marg Haynes, oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. Just, there's I, there's a throwback for you. Uh, yeah, they were going to come up here like over last year, Marg and uh, some, some people, some kids. Some I'm going to call them kids. It sounds condescending, kids. but some kids. She's going to bring up some kids, and I was going to do a workshop. She, with them she works with the children. It's not, yeah, I think that's, then, uh, then a pandemic, pandemic happened, so we didn't stupid, do that. Stupid pandemic. Stupid podcast-inducing pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, um, when did you start improvising, Kyle, in, in Toronto? Lovely. Are we starting? Are we starting? Are we starting the show? We should start the show. No, 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 no. We don't have to start the show. I'm cur- I'm genuinely curious. I've never asked this of you. Um, I started improvising when I was 13 years old in in high school. We didn't have the Canadian improv games like Dave is very familiar with in my high school, but we did have theater sports, and we had the Sears Theater Festival. Um that had some theater high school theater improv stuffs. And I got in through that mostly because my brothers were doing it. And I was like, I could do this better than my brothers. <laughs> um, your brothers still improvise? No, they are a doctor and a high paid consultant. So suck it. Suckers. They- <laughs> you won. Yeah. yeah. You're still doing it. Suck- <laughs> <laughs> Suck them and their financial stability. <laughs> I'm having more fun. <laughs> yeah. Live it day by day. 
The Sears Theater <laughs> Festival. Jason, you might not know this, but Sears is like a big department store here in Canada. So uh-huh. I guess they paid yeah. for this theater festival. Mm-hmm. I guess they did. I guess they did. And they I also gave- did... Um, it did. There was theater sports. Harbor uh, Harborfront Theater Sports was a thing in Toronto when I was a little kidlet, and I they ran workshops. And I did stuff through them, and I found out years later at an improvention that Patty Styles was the AD at the time when I was moving through their workshops. Oh, so wow. there's a there's a small world, a bit of a small world thing for you. Cool. Yeah. Um, she told me that. So <laughs> she remembered maybe, you. Maybe she's lying. She, she might be lying. <laughs> no, I'm sure she's. She is. She's like that awful... guy was high on acid the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> this is my pre-thunder babies. <laughs> so if there's did... one thing I know about Patty Styles is that she is just an awful liar. She's just a <laughs> tremendous. Yeah. So you got into improv to to be better than your brothers. And then, but you end up. And going, then the, did you went through Second City, right, in in Toronto? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Did, and did you do that to still city. spite your brothers, or at some point did you realize I, did. Like, I like <laughs> no, this? Man, I'm gonna I, keep doing I, this. <laughs> I was like all of them, all the people that do level one now. I fucking drank the Kool Aid, and I was like, oh, I, I got into it. And I had a little taste, a little mm-hmm. taste of an audience, and a little taste of uh, of the fun of the jazz of being able to jam with other people with your brain and and being on board with the same idea and once as soon as that happened um i was hooked i i continued in through second city never thinking this is what i was going to do mostly because my mom was like this is not what you're gonna do (laughs) (laughs) she said the same she said the same thing to your brothers and they listened yeah all right mom i'll be a doctor (laughs) that's why they're still in canada and and i Uh, ran away Um, but they yeah you go dave i was just gonna say in second city you were there you went in there through improv then not through like sketch or comedy or anything like it was uh, the improv yeah, no, aspect I, of it that drew you to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was already, I was already improvising, um, and then and went in through there. Yeah, nice. um, that was that was that piece. But I had, a, I like went in and then left Toronto and did stuff in Philly for a little while for a year. What year was that? I don't know, sometime in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nirvana was was post popular. Post popular. So after ninety five. After ninety five, then. Yeah. Before Kurt um, topped himself. I think he might have. I don't know. To me, he's always been dead, guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is, that a, is that i feel like that's an awful thing to say i remember where i was when i found out kurt cobain was dead <laughs> me too yeah, I was Guys, just let I me know when we're starting four, the podcast i was tell four me, years old gonna, yeah yeah four tell years old. Starting. Uh, <laughs> so you moved to philly to do some improv not not philadelphia I, ontario but philadelphia not philadelphia ontario the booming metropolis philadelphia ontario um i moved to philly pennsylvania um and did stuff with Peace Theater. So a friend of mine worked at a mediation company um, organization 
and we worked with at-risk youth using improv to like do conflict resolution, cool. um, which was pretty cool. That was, that was a big thing. And then I, I also just bandied around with it. People who were doing improv yeah. while I was there. Um, but then, yeah. Then once I did that, I was like, Oh, this is actually a thing you can do. This is, this is actually a thing. So then I, I immersed myself a little bit deeper into, into second city after that. Um, yeah. I was never in Toronto long enough. I had, I never had a long enough stay in Toronto to really become a fixture in the second city, um, institution. Been, if I were you've been like good in away your whole life, you've been like first under Bay, then Philadelphia, then and Philadelphia. Then Australia, the biggest you can't get further than that. You can't get further, get further. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna Once. ask when that happened, like, uh, because Jason, before we started, he was like, he was like, when did Kale move to Australia? It's like, he's <laughs> oh, what was your here. answer, Jason? I like this. Uh, I like this. It's, uh, I, I can't remember because, as far as I'm concerned, you've you've always just been here. <laughs> 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 anytime I think of anytime I think of uh, improvising in Sydney, you've just been there giggling. It's, it's and, always there. <laughs> yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm like that... you've never been in Canada. Like I've never <laughs> been here. So I, I, this, what, where, what is it? <laughs> it's just this accent is just an affectation, guys. I put it on. People in Australia do not listen to other. Uh, they don't listen. To people in Australia don't listen to other Aussies. So I had to like put on a character. <laughs> Mm. You can drop it really, now. We're going to start the Carl. podcast in a minute. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to start the podcast in a minute. So drop the affectation and just come straight in. Oh, real fucking, oh, I fucking thank Christ. Fuck, oh, fuck me, oh, Jesus, Carl. <laughs> would you like? Would you like some water? Water. <laughs> would you like some oh, water? Boy. See, look at me. I got one too. Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. great. Uh, but when did you move? When, when, like when did I arrive? To a, I arrived in Australia, two thousand and five, uh, January two thousand six, three weeks after the uh, Cronulla race riots ah, um, okay. here in Sydney. So that was fun, moving oh. into a nationalistic fury. Um, yes. Wow! Uh, but yeah, that was my that was my entry into Sydney. What year was that? I forgot. I lost it because I was so busy going, whoa, race riots in Australia? What? Race I riots. Know. I don't know the history. So I was yeah, distracted. What year was it? It was 2000. It was dicks. Ah, a bunch of right wing dicks. It was, it was uh, the, the race riots were December 2005, and I came January that year. Nice. Uh, like December, uh, January 2006. So it's been 14 um, years. 14 uh, years. It's been 14 long, hard, arduous, just forgetful years. <laughs> and what what uh, what have you noticed? So, so Jason tells me about improv in Australia. So I hear it through his perspective all the time. But as an outsider going there and then watching for the last 14 years as the scene has sort of changed and grown, what's it been like? What's the... It's what I, I can tell you coming as an outsider in to Australia... Melbourne, where Jason is from, was like the talk of the town of improv. Melbourne had, was like Ooh. the cats in pajamas. That um, cats meow. 
It cuts me out. That, that the, scans, hey, so far, that scans with what Jason told <laughs> Yeah, I was like, we're the <laughs> shit. <laughs> 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 but, then, <laughs> but then, you know, some things happened. No, they, and Nubbin has uh, always been the kind of the pinnacle of particularly uh, theatrical improv um, that Melbourne has been able to use improv more theatrically than I've seen in most other places. Um, because when other places, other cities try to do it, it seems to be a harder sell mm. for whatever reason. Mm. Um, and, but also not dissimilar to like, <clears throat> to like, I don't want to disparage communities. No, do it. Do it. No, don't. No. <laughs> I'm sure there's a nice way to say it. That, that well, because Sy- Sydney was... They're all shitty. Sydney is one of those cities that like, it's like hard to get people to jam in and hard to get people together. It felt like Melbourne... I don't, Jason will have a better insight to the need than this, but it felt like Melbourne people were more easily convinced to jam and, and buy into artistic merit rather than dick jokes mm. which i love dick jokes yeah don't get me wrong, get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah they work i mean it works you can't can't hate it yep yeah I almost think, I, I, I think yeah. kind of sydney had the the one kind of big institution for a long time there like they had theater sports sydney and yeah. it was done a certain way and it was it was quite kind of uh, rigid in in um the the types of shows that are put on and it wasn't bad quality shows at all we'd go up and and perform with them and uh and do uh, like national theater sports competitions and stuff like that and have a great which time were and- which were massive dave i don't know if you saw one of those shows but they were like in this 1700 seat auditorium yeah um so you get these huge shows uh, and they're they can be really fun but they are kind of a little bit play by numbers yeah Um, really classic short form games that are like classic short form games and they're they're also like this is this is what genuinely fucked me up about theater sports in sydney is that it is genuinely competitive right like people are really playing to win is there a prize? and there's like do you get to play next week if you win or something <clears throat> is it a... uh you move there is a, like a ladder you mm. move on yeah. um, so there is like actually it actually is a competition <laughs> yeah when i it started is a competition yeah when i started yeah. doing theater sports here in the late 90s it was the same uh it was very competitive like like people wouldn't talk to each other backstage <laughs> like it was just crazy wow and uh and so there were teams of you know comedians and 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 uh and we were the new kids on the block back then and you'd stand backstage and people would just throw you dirty looks and <laughs> and, you, and uh and that culture changed uh particularly when patty came on board here in melbourne uh patty styles moved to melbourne and we were the better for it um and uh so she uh her influence started coming through and we started you know realizing that it, we're all doing a show together and all of that sort of stuff but coming into improv uh, and theater sports in particularly early, it was that competitive. And, and I think the scene changed in Melbourne a little bit too, more 
supportive of each other as players and performers, even in a show like that, kind of a little bit earlier than it did in Sydney, which is why I think we we stuck out as something different um, in mm. the way that that things were happening. But things have changed a lot up in Sydney as well. Like, uh, and and Carl had a lot to do with that, I think. Yeah, mm. yeah. We've played, we've we've had a big. Um, big opening of plays. So when when I came here, it was it was mostly just theater sports. I know that there were some like very um, paint by numbers long forms where they were like long forms, like a hospital drama long form that had specific beats mm-hmm. that you would hit. Now this happens. Now this happens. Now this happens. Like that soap um, opera, soap opera style show. Like yeah, like there's a director in the back shouting stuff out to like one of those, or just more of like a structured. Uh, just structured long form, structured long form. Like here's the opening number. Here's the, the climax. Here's, mm-hmm. there's the plot twist. And, um, which was, you know, audiences love them. Audiences had fun. Oh, sorry, puppy. I just kicked my dog in the face. Fuck him. <laughs> um, kicked Milo in the face. I kicked Milo. In, I kicked your low in the face. Hello, <laughs> puppy. Um, if you kicked my Milo in the face. Oh man. Uh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I would. Anyway, I just. I just kicked Milo in the face too. I have uh, so uh, much to apologize for. Just <laughs> let me know when we're starting the podcast, guys. Yeah. Okay. Let's start. Let's start before again. we start. I just want to say this. I would love to see you guys in a fist fight. <laughs> uh, man, it would be over so fast. <laughs> we would just. We would both. I think you hit bad. each other twice and then giggle the rest of the time. <laughs> All right. okay. Okay. Uh, call the tie. Call I would. Tie. I would go straight to hitting him just in the like the armpit. Just the pinky finger. I was just like a little, a little, little giggle, giggle, giggle hit. All right, we'll uh, start the podcast uh, no, now. Go, go. Okay. Let's start now. Yeah, let's start now. So, uh, so there was theater uh, sports. Know, there was these paint by number long forms. But then I came in and I was like, "That's not, that's not how I like to play." So I started, I started putting on shows, and then we started playing just more open stuff. A show that you actually played. You played full body contact, no love tennis. Um, yeah. when you were here, I think so. I'm trying to, I can't remember how, if I played or if I was just there. Like, I can't remember, how, like, what I'm, happened because that trip I am, was such I a am weird. Pretty sure you played. I know okay. I'm positive you played. Okay, then yeah, I played the show. Yeah, it was great. It was a great <laughs> show, man. You do, you put on a good show. Lasting, uh, lasting, <laughs> I think. Because I know, like, I don't remember Al- who you, I was with Alistair and probably like. Taz, <laughs> Alistair, Taz, Megs, Ryan, and Julie. Megs. Oh yeah, Ryan wasn't there. Megs, Julie, and then Ryan I think was not we there. were there. I remember the space. It was like was it downstairs underneath something? It was upstairs above. Upstairs something. above. But, you know, <laughs> there were stairs. There were stairs. There was like a cool <laughs> kind of cabaret bar type place. Yeah, it was very. Yeah. It was very cool. It was like red. I remember a lot of red. Whether it was the there was red. The furniture. You got it. You nailed uh, it. You like it felt loungy, and then uh, yeah, but I don't remember if I played in a show or if I just watched the show. It was so long ago. <laughs> How long ago I was that? That, that was you probably two thousand six. Yeah, you guys were here for the race riots. Yeah, um, <laughs> I started them. That- no, I didn't. Whoa, whoa, wait, don't take, <laughs> let me take that back because oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the history. Right. Edit that out. <laughs> is that what this podcast is about? Is this? Is, is this- yeah, I have. Some, Dave I have Morris's some- opinion on race. 
I have some things I'd like to talk about uh, in the video game community, especially uh, for all video game journalism stuff. No, uh, okay. Um, yeah, so I played uh, in that show. We had to stop the podcast just then. We're starting again. Off we go. Okay, yeah, so. okay, okay. Yeah, let's start now. Uh, so I, I, I played in that show. It was great. It was so fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the Roxbury? That oh, was at the Roxbury, right? Yeah, you yeah, would have played. That it show, was the yeah, Roxbury. I played, yeah, I played that. a bunch of shows there. I played a few times, a handful of times there. Yeah, but yeah. No, it totally was the Roxbury because was... that movie, The Night at the Roxbury, had it was was like you know when I heard it, it clicked. I don't, I don't remember if you played now either. Now I, I thought that you played. I have a. You played. I don't know. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't tell you if I've played. Oh, uh, Dave. Sorry, that you're talking about me. <laughs> I've been there. No, Jason. Jason, you played. But yeah, but, played. yeah you're no. I've great. been in the space, yeah. and man, you guys put on a good show. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that I, that show was like weekly for eight or nine years. That show yeah. went on for, um, and it was just it was just a stupid fuck around show like it was like the place could seat 110 but a full like it felt full with 20 people mm. like it was not a, it was so it was very easy to have a really great show yeah um you produced uh, a weekly show for eight years that's a long time to produce a weekly was it just it was putting exhausting it? Like, was it, were you doing everything like all the advertising and the everything organizing everything. and the book and, and the, i a long time man. Between you and me, guys, I you know don't let this get out. But I was not good at it. It was, it was not. It was not. The, I mean, somebody and, else like planning yeah. and preparation and so all that. Your strong was like, do you have a do? You, how do you cast? I'm like, uh, I just ask people if they want to play. It's like, but do you have like a roster? Do you have like a, a an ensemble? Do you have like a spreadsheet? I'm like. Mm-hmm. I got some. I got yeah. some people's pager numbers. And I just. Send I got yeah. <laughs> and then some I just kind of. I kind of open the night. Hope people come, and then that's how it happens. And this is like the. This might be before Facebook even started. So we would like hand bomb flyers to uni kids and just like get the word out to nerds. Um, which is yeah. Remember before Facebook, before when yeah. you actually had to like do things, break shoe leather, <laughs> and go stick posters on poles. Like I produced yeah. a, a theater sports show in North Vancouver. No, uh, for didn't. about a year, about a year, and it was like we did it every two weeks, not every week, because I was like nineteen. I was like, you know, just trying stuff. Uh, and that show. Uh, I don't remember how people heard about that show. Like, I have no recollection of what we did <laughs> to get people to come to that show, which might be why it never it didn't go very well. Um, I was nineteen, and no, nobody show. ever, nobody ever came. <laughs> like, I don't know what. Um, like, I don't. But I have not. Did I make posters or flyers? Did I just tell people to come? Did I call my friends on the phone? Like, hey, come over. Like, I, I, it's, I have no idea. Before we had a weekly show around about the same time called the Bingo Board of Doom. Did you come and play that with us at all, Kale? Down here with me, Rick, and Carl. Um, we ran probably for five years, I think, just a a weekly, a weekly show. And the structure was kind of long form with short, 
short form games peppered through them. So we'd we'd uh, go through start five or six different stories, jump back and forth between them, and uh, and we had short form games on uh, thirty short form games on boards behind us, and then at the host would just roll a bingo ball out, and we'd have to incorporate it into the story into of the, the long the, form into the long form as we were doing it and jumping through. Great. Um, yeah, it was it was a good fun show, but I'm, I, I couldn't remember whether you'd played or not. Whether you've been I there don't think I have. It's uh, we um, we did a, a heaps of a season of it, and then brought it back for comedy festivals and stuff like that. So I thought I thought you might have, but I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. No. Uh, so no, your organizational you, uh, skills, uh, your organizational skills from um, from you know uh, doing a seven eight years of uh organizing a night and self-confessed uh not very good at it led you to go you know what i want to do i want to start open a fucking an entire company <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking jackass yeah that's, uh, that's what it takes i'm pretty sure that's all it takes to start an improv company it's just the the just the guts to say I'm gonna start a company. I'm I can a, do this. Yeah, I I can mortgage my kids' future. I can I can do this. Well, that kind of came about. That was kind of put into our laps because we. So with Improv Theater Sydney, oh, there's a magpie above the dog. Let me know if the dog is, is interrupting. Me. Dog is interrupting. That's right. We can it's start again. To, wait. Well, have we started yet? Um, the, should I should yeah, I wait so for the magpie to go I away? I say we start now. I say we start now. <laughs> uh. <laughs> what do I do? Do you want me to wait till the magpie goes away? He's just hanging out. <laughs> or is this the you, podcast? You, is this the podcast? Just, 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 just hide all the shiny stuff, and then the magpie goes away. Isn't that how it works? I'm here. <laughs> That's what the magpies are attracted to. The magpies is attracted to baseball coaches. Um, uh, we <laughs> fuck dog. <laughs> Come on, there you go, Milo. Milo, down. Milo, shush, shush, Milo. Come here, have some chicken. Have some chicken. Eat this. Milo. Milo. This. My son is. Oh, my son's. Your, yeah, your son's waking <laughs> up. Um, my, so what happened? So we were the a theater opened up here in Sydney called the Giant Dwarf. That was operated by a television production team who do comedy satire television shows. And uh, we started improvising there um, and doing really well. We were doing soap operas and my friends, Christine and Carlo, were doing their very successful duo show, The Bear Pack. And people were asking for workshops. And there, we all worked for another company here in Sydney, um, Improv Australia. And they, did, they were the improv game in town that Jason was talking about before. Yep. And I, had, I was the director of training at Impro Australia and they're, they're a theater sports company and they're great. They do really great stuff in the theater sports specific. And that's not what we were all playing. Uh, and somebody was asking for workshops and, and so the production company was like, why don't you guys start a proper company? <laughs> um, and we 
used to do a show called Is Game. Um, I don't know if this is all, this is real tangential, all this stuff. So we did a show called, because Is Game, and that was just me as like generic foreigner. Um, and I hosted a game, an improv game show that had a chocolate spinning wheel and I would give offers and I would score the game entirely in gibberish <laughs> no, with no sense about it at all. And the players would just come up and do scenes and, and I would score them in like fish and, <laughs> and you know, textile yeah. patterns. Um, and, and then they got really competitive about it. They and they got really really competitive. Like, like, what the what hell do you mean? I'm just a people? fucking mackerel. Oh, how, he gets fish. They get fish. <laughs> um, uh, and the the only English I would say was I would uh, before every scene I would clap three times. I would go clap clap clap, and me and the whole audience would go is game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the the dumb show that we did for a little while. Uh, and then we thought we were, we were like trying to think of a name. What can we call this company that? You know, fast forward a couple of years, we got this offer from Giant Dwarf to make a company. What can we call this company? We'll call it Improv Sydney. Like, is, and all our shows will be like, is game and is soap and is theater sports or whatever. Not that we were doing theater sports. Um, but we thought that that sounds too like we're making fun of people's accents. So, so we called it It's. And now all of our show are It's the News and and people and see it and they go, they go, it's the news. Why would I yeah. go see the news? No, yeah, no, why would I go see this? It's, it's the, the news. news. It's uh, and no... the number of times like we <laughs> post we post things and people are like, hey, I, I fixed your show title. You forgot <laughs> you forgot the apostrophe. I'm like, no. Lock. No, no. It's, it's not supposed to be there. It's not, there's no apostrophe. Uh, yeah, that's uh, improv theaters. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's so that's so we started. I don't know. Is this? Let me know when we're starting, and I'll speak sensibly. Yeah, we'll start um, yeah. but we we uh, started just putting on workshops we started uh, six years ago one month ago so what is that so we started in 2004 we started october 2004 um with just two different workshops at the theater at giant dwarf um and they helped us become a company we actually we announced it before we like officially registered as a business um and we announced, hey guys, we're starting Improv Theater Sydney. And then like the next day or a week later, went to like register the business. <clears throat> and after we had announced it, somebody else in the Sydney scene had Whoa. registered the domain name, had registered the the company name. I'm sorry, I did the Australian that to you, Kyle. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> and his name is Jason fucking Gear. Yeah. That's why we're doing he, this. <laughs> Time for a conversation. <laughs> and he sent me like the deeds with just dicks written drawn on them. <laughs> um no, but this happened and and 
Like we knew the person that had done it because when you register a business in Australia, you register, you have to register it under a name. So we knew who had done it. And like we went to a different, we went to Impro Australia to say, hey, this person has done this. And the company kind of rallied behind everyone because the person who did it just did it out of sheer like panic, out of like, everybody's everybody's doing their own thing. I got to get my piece of the pie. What, what am I going to do? How am I going to protect myself? Right. And, and it wasn't, it was just like a panic move. Um, uh, but the Impro Australia helped us and they really helped us in actually getting sorted with that. And we, we owe them a lot in that regard. But what ended up happening is that he just ended up giving it to us and with a big apology. Like he, he knew that it was a panic move and he felt very badly. So we're all good now, but he, um, he ended up giving it to us for free. So we didn't have to actually pay for our first, (laughs) our first business registration or our first domain name or anything. Um, So that was fun. But it was, it was interesting to see how people like cling on to their little piece of the iceberg. Um, yeah, I kind of wanted to ask you about that coming as like an out outlander because you're an outlander uh, landing in an improv scene and like what that experience is like changing like because you had a big effect on the scene and what was it like changing the scene and it sounds like there were some rough patches but overall what was that experience yeah change changing an improv I, scene. It, like I've I mean I guess I've done it too I moved to Victoria and be in in BC and and started a company and did the same thing you're from you're from vancouver dave is that where you're from originally originally and you're with the with the layover in thunder bay in toronto toronto and uh um i i'll be honest with you it didn't occur to me that i was i just wanted to do the improv that i wanted to do Mm -hmm. so it like didn't it wasn't i didn't like come and be like I'm gonna fucking burn it down. Like that wasn't that wasn't my my thinking. And, and the things that I didn't like, you know, much to my detriment, I told the people who were running it. I was like, "This is kind of lame. Like you should you should not do this." And that, that got me in a bit of trouble sometimes. Um, but I I would never. I wasn't doing this stuff to, to like bust anything up. The, the only reason I mentioned that I told people that it was kind of lame is because a lot of people talked about specifically in pro Australia, like it was this gargantuan institution. And, you know, I remember when I first moved here, Impro Australia was super. The people at Impro Australia were super welcoming. Yeah, they're a bunch of nice folks. Like they're awesome. They're yeah, awesome. Absolutely stunning, beautiful peeps. Um, and and you know everybody has their way of play, and everybody likes things about how other people play, and doesn't like other things, and so everybody has opinions on these things. Um, and I I was kind of. I guess free with my opinion, and also I did my own thing. But when when people were like talking about how shitty Impro Australia was, which it wasn't, um, it always like struck me that they're thinking of it as a large institution when they're actually individual people that you can mm-hmm. just go talk to. It's not like 
like a fucking government or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Van- Vancouver yeah. had mm-hmm. a similar uh, thing with Vancouver Theater Sports for many, many years, where they were this big company and and they were like the the improv in Vancouver, and it was like uh, seen as that, like this like a uh, Big Brother type <laughs> organization. But they're just people and improvisers, and when you get to know them, they're all just lovely people. And then you know, and then more improv started up, and then it's. I I am petrified with that here, like being running Improv Theater Sydney with there's there's a handful of us who run the company and I'm petrified of us being unaware that we are those people Mm -hmm. because like somebody has to actually tell us, right? Um, Somebody has to kill you did you say because <laughs> yeah. the only way to stop us is to kill us somebody's gotta do it <laughs> somebody's gotta cut off the head um, um yeah like mm. and like we you know we ask for feedback and try to do as much community stuff as possible um but you know i'm sure you both have have felt this the same that you're never gonna please everyone and if you're doing any kind of artistic work, you're going to piss someone off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially stuff that's community based where you just by sheer virtue of numbers, you cannot be entirely inclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to piss people off. Yeah. See, I just, um, I just run my shows the way I like my shows to be. And I, I follow my vision. And then if people want to do their own thing, I'm kind of like, well, do, do your own, do yeah, go do your own show, please. Like I, I, Paper Street's a pretty small company in the grand scheme of things. Like we don't, yeah. We do our like three big shows a year, and then we do some weekly jam stuff, and that's it. And uh, I love it when other people start doing shows because I'm like, okay, good. I don't have to be responsible for all improv. Oh my god, how good is that? Yeah, yeah. And it's so good. Like, but I still, when you go, still feel that like that pressure of like I need to open up, make more stages available to more people, like that. Well, I used to anyway. Now there's a pandemic, so I don't, I don't do anything. But uh, yeah, I, I used to have that 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 drive to like, okay, I'm feeling this pressure. But then I'm like, oh no, no, people can do their own shows, and they should. I'd, would you feel that drive for pressure because people would actually verbalize that to you, or or uh, no? But we are like that, we, like we like uh, in Victoria, which is a very small town. We're the improv company. Like there isn't another improv company sure. or it hasn't been for a long time and there are like they pop up here and there little people starting to do some shows like little companies and stuff but then they d- last for like a year or so and then and then fizzle out and so it's this like i do feel that that like um maybe not pressure but definitely like a look like people are looking at me I'm like dave are you gonna make some more shows for people to be in yeah you are you just gonna keep doing your really boutique heavy theatrical genre based work is that what you're going to keep doing why don't you run a theater sports show for people Dave like I feel that glance you know yeah right mm-hmm. and um, how have things been going through the through the pandemic for it's through the old panty as they say in Oz right? panty has the do panty. they I'm assuming. I'm a pano. pano. The, the, the pano. Has the pano. pano. Has the pano. The fucking pano. Oh, mate, you fucking, you fucking pan out. I think my my favorite thing about Australia is that bikers, we call them bikers in North America, like the biker gangs. Yeah. uh, They're called bikies. Bikies. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really cute to me. And I hear every time I'm like, 100%. 
those bikies. Like, oh, those cute bikies. Like when I, I remember when I moved here and I, I heard like news of like bikey gangs and like cute and the like, bikey gang murders. I'm like, cute. Oh, what, what are these kids doing out there? <laughs> Bodies traced in crayon, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, yeah. Man. Anyway, sorry. It's like riddled with nerf, riddled with nerf bullets. Um, How's the panel but, treating you? The pandemic, um, the pandemic, the pen, pen, penny, penny, demi. Um, it's going, <laughs> it's going pretty well. We, well, it's going actually really well. We, um, are going so well that we lost our government support. Um, yeah. Uh, which is a good problem to have. Yeah. Cause there are other, other people can have that support. Um, but we, we went online pretty much straight away and started finding other stuff for us to do. Um, and then as soon as like the restrictions lifted here in Sydney, we went back in, but we had went back in with, you know, as many people we could fit in the space according mm-hmm. to legislation. So in say, some yeah. of our rooms, we only had like seven, we can only get seven people max in the workshops. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but we, we would have like three, four workshops running at night. Yep. Um, and then three on Saturday and Sunday again. So people, people were keen. And I think part of that is because people aren't traveling yeah. and they have limited opportunities to do stuff themselves. So they're like, just, I wanted to do this for years. Here's my chance to do this. And how is um, Kyle looking after himself as a performer? You're still doing shows and, and looking after yourself I that a, way. I, I have a regular show that I host called it's the news. Yeah. Um, that is a, it, it is the news. It's it, it is the news. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the news. What are you, what are you watching? It's the news. It's oh. the news. You can't actually, you can't actually live stream it. My child just heard me tell you to go fuck yourself, Dave. So now I'm, That's okay. I'm, in, I'm in trouble. I'm sorry, Ziki. Ziki, you want to say hello to my friends? Let's Zeke. Hi, Ziki. Yeah. How are you, man? Hey. Hello you. from Canada. Um, <laughs> At this point of the podcast, Kale's small dog mauled his child. It's okay. Everyone was fine. Back to your regular programming. Okay, let's start. Yeah, we should start the podcast. We should start Um, the podcast for real. How is your child? uh, 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 The listeners want to know. Is your your child okay? Well, the screaming has stopped. So So, um, so it's either very good or very bad. Um, (laughs) Uh, but uh, I think we're, I think he's okay. I so he's okay. I was I was asking how is Kyle looking after his performer self? You're hosting, but do you get to improv much anymore? Like do you do you get to to have a, a good time performer wise on stage? Um, well, you we know what I mean. we are we are opening up. We just got our development application to open up our own theater. Yes, so that's so that is very exciting. So once that happens, then we'll have shows up cool. on the reg. Yeah. Um. And I will be hopefully doing more shows then. But we haven't had that many show opportunities. We've been kind yes, of like of yeah. coming in and out. And I I host this show in in part because I I just love this show. It's it's a 
a Armando show that I kind of ripped off of um, David Shore, who was my improv dad back in Toronto. Um, and where he does interviews with people and then the ensemble does scenes. And, yeah. and I, I do chats with journalists about the news and then the ensemble does scenes based on yeah. that. Cool. Um, yeah, it's such a simple, fun show, and we've been doing it for a good couple of years. And it's me and another a- an ABC journalist, Angela Voipierre. She's she's the other regular guest, and then we will get one or two other guests. Yeah, and she's knows exactly how the show works. She's got it down. We've got the show living down. So I'm, I'm happy cool. to do that. But That's also cool. sometimes it's like that. Uh... It's like they used to do back at the Compass in in Chicago. They would do like the newspaper where they'd read the actual newspaper and do stuff. Right. Except you're like newspaper. No, I'm gonna get the person who writes the <laughs> yeah. paper, and I'm gonna bring them on yeah. stage, and that's how we're gonna get the scenes. That's that's super cool. I yeah, love, I love that. Bruce Hunter used to do the same thing. He would do the same thing in Toronto, where he would like the, he would direct a long form, um, where he would just be reading the newspaper and then just kind of riff with the audiences chat with the audience about what they think about this mm-hmm. and that would that would stir up his own brain and then he would like say okay you start this thing you know gamma crawford you start this thing Ashley Budding, you do this and you just push them in and get direct them mm-hmm. and i i many years ago ripped that off too <laughs> and, <laughs> and and did that um here in sydney as well but that yeah that was really, it's really fun playing with that because particularly that goes back to my, that show goes back to my second city mind of like satire and, mm-hmm. and social commentary. Like when you're talking about things about um, specific timely consequence, um, how, you know, we can, we can actually kind of do this and learn stuff about how we think about these things um, is one of the reasons I love doing my show in particular because people will like walk away going, you know, I always knew this about the news, but I didn't actually think about it from this stupid perspective that might actually work. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That's like one of those beautiful things about improv though, that, that I've always found uh, amazing. That fact that like something can happen in the world that day. And then we can put it on stage that night and do a show inspired yeah. by world, real world events. And it's that immediacy of it, as opposed to waiting six months for someone to write, to write something and, mm. and, and get it edited and dramaturged. It's like, no, no, we're just going to deal with it right now. It's a little raw, but here it yeah. is. this is what's going on in your life today based on that crazy storm we just had that knocked out the power in half of the yeah. city. Boom. Here's a show for you. Like I, I love, I've always yeah. loved that. Where you show you saw it, Jessica. I was, I was going to say, I've been directing a show of a friend of mine, uh, Jim Fishwick. You know, Jim. Um, oh, yeah. Um, Jimmy the uh, Fish. Yeah, Fishwick. Jimmy the Fish. 
And uh, Jim Fishwick's doing a show called, uh, we've been working on a show called The Museum of This Morning, where he asked people to, to what they did this morning uh, to bring in things and uh, if they've got things on them that they used this morning and, uh, and then using that uh, as a uh, jumping to the future, like the very far future, and using that as, uh, as, as a museum tour of, uh, and making assumptions of, of how, they, how the offers have evolved over the, the 200 years since they were submitted to the museum that this is morning. So. so wonderfully Jim Fishwick. That I is, know, it is. It's that great, is, isn't it? <laughs> that is perfect. That's great. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's just a, a, a yeah. It just reminded me using that that kind of immediate input of of people's lives, and then and then taking projecting what that could mean uh, into the future has been a really fun journey for us as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. That's fun. That sounds like a fun show. So is that is that the only like main show you're doing right now? That's that's my main show. Teaching and and uh, otherwise teaching. We have a, we have a comedy work. festival coming up in December that we do every year. That was which just started off as our birthday festival. Because um, when once we were into our second year, we had a bunch of people already forming ensembles just off their own bat. Like we didn't do make house teams or anything. People would take our workshops and then get organized themselves to do stuff. So we were like, Oh, why don't we, why don't we put together a showcase of all of these? Mm -hmm. And we've been doing that every year. Um, And it's uh, for the past six years that we've done, no, five years that we've done this little festival, um, the same group who are our very first graduating class have opened the show and they are still they're still their own ensemble called oh, post-its. Um, that's amazing. Wow. Yeah. I love that about, I love that about it's that you don't kind of just go, well, this is you're you're in this team now, you know, you let people find each other, um, you know, gravitate towards each other. And, and uh, it, it always feels weird to me when it's like, all right, well, this is your team and, and this is, how you who you're working with now has always been a, a weird thing for me. I it's it's funny we have house teams we do have house teams now just by virtue of the fact that it felt like we were supposed to right okay. um, that like that felt like a thing that people were asking for it and, okay. and and people wanted that kind of next level after taking the workshops mm-hmm. um, and you can. You can really see the difference. I don't know. You like think of the first crew that you on, that you improvised with that you were like, man, this is fucking jazz. Like we are, yeah. we are humming, right? And then that that's your like your level one. If if you like, we have a lot of people who do level one through level five all together. Like they'll stick right. together with each other for a year and a half, um, and it's just awesome to watch these people and it happens quite regularly where yeah. they'll just build this simpatico together um and then to to try to construct house teams sometimes it works really well but sometimes the, uh, our math is just awful um and we're trying to pit, fit all these like square pegs and round holes and just it doesn't it doesn't work as well as when they discover themselves like you're yeah, yeah. like you're talking about yeah, I've never I've never done house teams uh, with my classes. You, you do classes, and then when you graduate, 
now you're in the world as an improviser. What do you want to do? You can audition, you can audition for shows that we produce and you can, uh, and then we'll do some Sunday night shows that people can come play in. But uh, for the most part, it's like, now you're, you're grown up. Go, go start a something. Yeah, I guess we're those parents that have their kids living at home forever. <laughs> um, no, but it's a, it's a common thing. Every every company I know that gets to a certain size, they start having house teams, and I've just I've, just, I've resisted it because I'm like, I don't want to put people on teams like that. I feel like it's a it's an antithetical to what I believe in as an improviser. I get yeah. it. I I don't I get that yeah. entirely. Um, and it's, but it's what people are after because it's what they know. It's the structure they see kind of overseas. Yeah. It's the structure they see around. So they, they think it's kind of how, how it, how it should go as well. And they want to be so, on a team and, and you're the, you're the teacher. So they're like, yeah. Hey, quick, <laughs> tell me, put me on a team. Yeah. Make, I want to do improv. Uh, <laughs> but so the whole, a, the whole like nature of, I don't know. It gets, it gets competitive and it gets, People really feel it if they've made it or not made it. And that, that's, that's awful. I don't want improv to have any part of that. Um, says the guy who runs a company that has house teams. <laughs> well, I mean, I, um, I, I, I instituted auditions for my company so that we, when we cast, when we, I, I'd make a season of shows and I would do an audition and everyone would audition and then I'd cast the shows from that audition. And so it, that was like, that felt even worse at some points. Cause I'm like, I'm like getting people to come in and, and then I'm just judging them and not putting them in a show. Yeah. And it was like, it was, it was so hard to not, make it feel like I was saying, you're just not a good improviser when really what I'm saying is now you just don't really fit for the show. Like you're fit for the show. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're doing, you know, this is an Edgar Allan Poe show and you're not very Poey. You're very, you know, you're too, <laughs> you're too funny. You're too funny. Like, like there's, there's like lots of reasons to not put someone in a show, but yeah. Putting people on house teams, I think I would just have a heart attack. I would just multiple heart attacks. Yeah. It's not, I don't know. I am sort of just parallel to the process. I'm not part of that process because it's, mm. it also, to me, seems like a lot of work, like, like coaching, coaching a team week in, week out, um, indefinitely or not indefinitely, but for like, you know, over, we, we'd run them for two, three month blocks. Like they get, they get reassessed up to three months, which usually just, nothing happens to stick together. And then we, we reconstruct the house teams after six months. Um, but to work with the same group after six months, sometimes the coaches are fall in love with the group. And sometimes I feel like the coaches get exhausted really quickly, um, which I can, you know, I can totally understand. So, but the, but then again, the players like just, they're hungry for it. They, yeah, they, they want, want to play. That's they're there because they the want demand the, is there. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. lucky too. I'm I'm in a small town, so there aren't there aren't as many improvisers here as there are. In, hey, don't sell Victoria short. <laughs> I'm pretty you sure got, the population of our city is equal to all improvisers in Sydney. Like that's that's like <laughs> that's how it works. Like it's it's a very different town. So like we I don't I've never had that problem of like there's so many improvisers that are desperate to be on house teams. Like I I, don't, I get a few people a year being like, "Hey, you going to make house teams?" I'm like, "No." No. No. Easy to say no, no to two people a year. Yeah. No, Ron. No, Susan. <laughs> yeah. No. You want no, house they, teams? Uh, Go move to fucking Sydney. That's what I'm telling. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's a very familiar sound coming uh through your uh microphone which is the sound of cicadas uh, uh in the Do background you want me to move 
No, no, no. I'm yeah. just going to say, did you, is that a um, a sound you're familiar with, Dave? Like you get the cicadas in summertime. Got cicadas evening. in North America? Like, yeah, no. Do not where I no, not around. No, not over here on the West Coast. We don't get it. We don't get cicadas, you don't get cicadas. You call them. Yeah, we don't get them cicadas. Cicadas. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty quiet. We have quiet, quiet all the time here. It's perfect here. We live in paradise. It's peaceful. It's gorgeous. The West Coast. It's a fucking yeah. retirement. You gotta come to the West. Coast. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fucking. It's yeah. where you go to forget about. It's where. It's where if you've done a murder, move to Victoria. That's where. You, <laughs> <laughs> totally, man. Totally, you're so fine here. Well, we're coming to that the end of our uh, end of our time together. Did you? Wait, guys... wait, wait. I thought uh, we were just. Are we start? We were I, actually, we'll start. We'll start. We'll start. I'll look. When this are we around. starting? Uh, guys, I, I haven't even I haven't even put on pants. Uh, classic <laughs> improvisers. All three of us went for the same joke. Like, oh, I see it. We're gonna do one of those jokes again. It's, it's, it's a callback. Reincorporation. <laughs> um, look, if you guys want to do a podcast, just give me a call. I would yeah. love to do yeah. one with you. I would love to be a guest on your pod air, air quotes podcast. Podcast. Uh, yeah, just. Yeah. But Make yeah, sure you're away from your dog and uh, <laughs> in a in a quiet place. That would be great. Yeah, oh, I'm so sad. He's so cute now because <laughs> yeah, he's asleep. He's yeah, asleep. I, I think you he's are. Got a toe. Officially... He's got a human toe hanging out of his mouth, but he's it's, asleep. Uh, he's I think this is officially the most uh, the most um, uh, uh, side, D- directionless side ventures side venture podcast we've done yet. Where everything is like, <laughs> wait, hold on, let's go over here for a second. No, wait, let's ambling. Let's just jump. It's been it's been, uh, it's been a blast. It's been a blast. Um, and, I'm, and I'm wearing your shirt. I don't think people at home know that that I'm actually wearing your shirt, not just your company's shirt right now, That's but so a shirt I that f- you sent me when you were in Canada because I was because I for for, shirts. because I forgot to send you. <laughs> you forgot a to, new one. Yeah, you were gonna bring a new one and then mail it to me in Canada so that the post yeah. is cheaper. But then you were uh, you forgot, so you mailed me your shirt, which I yeah. have not washed and I'm wearing. It smells like you. It's amazing. Hey, yeah. Dave. Dave's okay. got a, a, a. It's it's become a bit of a thing. Dave's got a bit of a closer question that we have. So do you want to uh, you want to throw it up, Dave? I have a closer question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which one? Uh, <laughs> you've been so, noticed you noticed the a pattern i didn't yeah. know how to the, the one about the one about what would what would you uh what would you change or, or oh or yeah that's recommend. that's yeah, I, yeah that's gonna be our closer question from now on oh, why okay. not i don't know hey you know kel i've been asking this closer question <laughs> this <is my> classic <laughs> it's a famous the morris question uh PM. if you could snap your fingers and give everybody in the world one skill that improvisers have and they all have it now and that it's going to either enrich their lives or enrich the world or like make them maybe world peace isn't your goal but just make people happy or whatever it is what would be the skill that you would like give everyone that Um, we we improvise this might be this might tell well there's i mean I hope the answer is organizational skills. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Efficiency with documents is my. um, I I like like the idealistic part of me wants to say the openness to listen, um, but but genuinely. Shut up, dog. The I'm not listening to my dog. I thought it was asleep. He was. He. This is what happens when he's asleep. 
He, he dream hates. He hates sleeps. <laughs> Start that. Um, the, the, okay. So, so the, I, I like I want the smart part of me to say the capacity to be open to listen and to actually listen, but like the genuinely Kale's brain is like the ability to make fart jokes in any situation, <laughs> specifically fart jokes. Like, well, like the genre, uh, whatever, whatever style of humor, fart yes. and dick. <laughs> the, like Joe Biden is like accepting his the presidency. Yeah, and also, he's just like also <laughs> check out. Have you ever noticed? You ever noticed that Florida looks like a dick? Like just being able to drop it <laughs> in a moment's notice. Everyone has that ability. Yeah. How how much how much better would Don, not that we want to him to have done better, but how much better would Donald Trump have done if he would just been like, you know what, that guy. Like it just like uh, I think he did that. I think that's an actual <laughs> quote. I think he's done that. Is that, is that a, well, I only read the news, and that's very hard to spell. <laughs> How I, would you spell be... that? P H F R R R R R T. Yeah, a lot of no plosives. There'd be a lot of a lot of H's, a lot of R's. Um, yeah, it would be it would be the so the short answer if you're going to start the podcast would be to just be silly. The ability to, to be silly would be my play to be fun play. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks so much for joining us, Kyle. It has been uh, so wonderful to chat to you again. You two are beautiful. Uh, You're beautiful uh, angels. Can't wait. Let me know if, can't wait to come play with you again in that show that you do. I can't wait to come play there again. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite show I've ever done. The building doesn't exist anymore, but you know, we'll, we'll do great. Hey. Um, okay, hey, well, now you... that that's all over, we should get this started. Uh, and, uh... <laughs> Classic. Classic. <laughs> all right, everyone. Welcome to In Conversation with Zayn Morton. How are you, Jason? <laughs>